This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 2nd, episode 2716, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. I can't take it anymore. Thank God it's Friday. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Work all week so that we can eat and own a little piece of God's ground. Pushing papers and pens, red tape never ends. The stress can turn a smile into a frown. I need some hosing around. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. You know, uh, Jamie and I have had a tough morning. Would you like? So let's start with some good news. How about that? Okay. Do you remember we had Marty Irby on the show? Was it Monday, right? Yes, this I week. do remember. Yes. Well, and that was mostly for the listener's benefit. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of you really enjoyed Marty's interview. And one of the things we talked about was the Transportation Act. It's the Environment, the Environment and Surface Transportation in America Act. Could they come up with anything? <laughs> so anyway, they that act passed the House yesterday. No, it's actually called, um, quote, Investing in a New Vision for the Environment oh. and Surface Transportation in America Act, which uh, cleverly is invest in. Uh, Do you think they have committees that come up with these names that sit around for weeks on end? Just that's their job is to come I, up with names. I'm sure it was a think tank <laughs> that took it. Well, this bans the transportation of equines across state lines or into Canada or Mexico for slaughter for human consumption. Now, you know, this is great that it passed, and apparently it passed overwhelmingly, which is great. Uh, now, Marty did tell us that it's probably what's going to die in the Senate. So we're hoping that it goes through, and we're thinking good thoughts, but at this point, we don't know, and it has but to go it through the Senate. Forward. That's the good it's, news. You're yeah, that's good. Let good me news. tell you guys a little bit about the pre-show meeting that I had with Glenn, is <laughs> everything today is going to be negative. And so I'm going to take your negativity, Glenn, and I'm going to spin it to positive. Okay. Just, I'm making a promise to the listeners now. So when you hear him say something negative, just know I will have a spin. <laughs> well, I do have good news. We have photographer it's Diana DeRosa. Die no, we <laughs> moved forward. That's good news. <laughs> Marty's the one that said it's going to die in the Senate. I didn't. Uh, photographer Diana DeRosa is joining us today to share some Olympic stories and also because this is. Get this. She's a photographer and a journalist. This will be her ninth Olympics she's covering. Nine. So she's going to come on and also talk about all the stuff she's been told about what's going to happen in Japan this year. It's oh my quite God, something. is it negative? It is. It's it is so negative. negative. I, just so you guys know, I was not on that interview because she could only do it super early this morning while I was riding. You were riding so horses. I can't spin <laughs> Diana's interview with Glenn. So just ignore the negativity there, but it will be... I also want to tell you that I I spoke to Marty after our interview on oh, yeah? Monday. 
after we played it back and he said, oh my God, that was like the best interview that I've done. He was really happy with it. He goes, but I can't believe you left in the part about drinking heavily. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> uh, do you mean to take that out? He was like, no, no, no. I was like, cause I thought it was pretty funny. So we did discuss. He obviously oh, hasn't listened to our show. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> do you think we should send a disclaimer out to all potential guests? No, I like the surprise factor. <laughs> I don't think we'd get anybody to come on I the show. I think there's so many podcasts because I listen to them. The interview portion of podcasts are so dry and serious. Yes. And I like the fact that we throw people <laughs> off. Of their game. I mean, here's a guy that's a lobbyist in Washington, D.C. His life is spent in the serious underbelly of of the, the government and making things move and shake. And here we're like, so how much do you drink? <laughs> <laughs> so I do. I love that about it. And, and I think it throws people off. And I think it's different than other podcasts. So leave it in. Oh, it's different. I, that's right. I, like, I think you should leave it in. I think it makes you look human. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to our show. We also yeah. have some equine news and some really bad ads for you today. Uh, but I do have some other good news. And that is we've announced two more meetups uh, for the road trip. You can find them just by going to horseradionetwork.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the page. You'll see it there. Uh, I did want to mention one of them's in North Carolina. So Northern North Carolina, we're going to have a dinner meetup there. And also the other one that I, I needed to mention is in Western Pennsylvania, Gibsonia. So we're going to have a meetup there in Western Pennsylvania. We'll be announcing tomorrow the meetup in Eastern Pennsylvania. So if you For haven't had a- listening in North Carolina, I would like to tell you that, let me go back and say, Glenn's meant to say, we're going to have a meetup in North Carolina. That's right. North Carolina. Northern North Carolina. So, I mean, right up there. North I don't know. Carolina. Do they have an accent on the Virginia border? Because that's about where it is. I'm sure Virginia has accents. <laughs> so, Virginia. Yes, it's a little it's a little more fancy accent than yours. North uh, Carolina, much just south of Virginia. That's it. That's perfect. <laughs> that was good. So we're going to do that. Uh, check it out. Go to horseradionetwork.com. Click on the banner at the top of the page, and you'll see where all of our please RSVP so we know how much food and all of that stuff. Uh, we appreciate it. I think there's 10 meetups on there that you can take a look at. And for those of you not in North Carolina or Virginia, y'all can come to Oklahoma anytime you want. <laughs> the invitation's open, but you're not going to get a barbecue. There, but that's not going to be happening. In we will barbecue tofu all day long. <laughs> that must be yummy with some sauce on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, go to Daily Winnings. Well, happy birthday to these auditors, Erin Rogers, who has, she submitted an ad for today, Kimberly Smiley, and our good friend, uh, Carrie Peterson. And I need to talk to you about Carrie after the show. Remind me when we're off the air, because oh, there's boy. something I need You're to ask. You're in trouble, Carrie. <laughs> I need to ask you about that, actually. I almost forgot. In the negative spin of Glenn today, you're in trouble. No, no, no. This is a good thing. Uh, Car- Car- everything mm. involving Carrie's good. So, okay. all right, just I forgot to talk to you about it. So, let's do that after the show. Well, that Winnie is apropos, and Uh-oh. I'll tell you why. You had a baby? I- 
No, I did oh. not have a baby. I was actually told and instructed by my veterinarian not to say this on my show today because my veterinarian listens to the show sometimes. Oh, dear God. Um, but uh, I see you're I, listening well. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen very well. So I've been trying to breed pink. Uh, she's 21 years old. She has had seven babies, but she's such a good mama and she's sitting out in the field and she's really bored and she's on sound to, she had an injury and eventing, so she can't even be ridden. And so I decided to rebreed her and I bred her to a Hanoverian named uh, Devon Air. And I bred her last a couple weeks ago or the month or so ago and she didn't take. And so yesterday we rebred her. And then yesterday I took her in to see if we had a baby and this is, it doesn't make any sense. I've never heard anything like this before. And maybe some of you guys will know, but we have a follicle. There is a black dot. However, because on ultrasound, when you ultrasound a horse gland and there's a baby, it looks like a black dot. Okay. And so here's here's the good news and the bad news. Good news is there's a black dot. The bad news is it's supposed to measure at this point 10 millimeters. And this black dot measured five millimeters. So I said, do we did I did you mix up the semen? Did you breed her to a mini? And they were like, No, that's <laughs> that's not how that works. Um <clears throat> so I have uh, uh, there's a uh, potentially a baby in there, but it's not like big enough. So they said maybe she ovulated the next day. I mean, it didn't t start until the next day and it could be a little smaller. So I said, basically, you're telling me that my mare is kind of pregnant. Like she's not pregnant. She's just kind of pregnant. So I'm going to have to take her next week. And we're going to see if the little black dot has grown at all prayers for the little black dot everybody um <laughs> and you weren't supposed and, to talk about it because you jinx it is that why they just said don't say she's pregnant oh, to okay. her adoring public <laughs> because she's only kind of pregnant now if she doesn't <laughs> but, take this time will you try again or will that be it no i'll no. wait till next year because mm. it's getting too late and and it's just so hot and i don't want to have a baby in july and have it you know have to it, it, anyway too much stress so we'll start again next year if it doesn't work um but at this point it's better than there's nothing um, and maybe little, little black colt will catch up, you know, Actually, I'm not going to say that because when I called it a black colt, it came out of red Philly. So let me, let me back up. <laughs> the little Where white, uh, eunuch, uh, it's when a the white little eunuch. black dot grows, <laughs> I will keep you guys posted, but I have to take her in next week. And then that's not the heartbeat time. They just want to see if it's grown at all or still there. Lord willing. And uh, so I gave Pink some extra grain this morning and I was like, come on, baby, let's do this. You got this. Come on. You're already feeding her for the baby. I'm feeding her for the baby. You know, Jamie doesn't feed her any other time. Just when she's having babies, apparently. Just when she's having babies. <laughs> Whatever. This broodmare stands out there with when she wasn't even pregnant. She would stand out there with her fly boots, her fly sheet, her fly mask. Oh, I got to get her in front of the fans during the day. Like, come on. I mean, really. Like, I was like, you need to do something. <laughs> well, I have some Olympic news for all of you. 
coming here daily because it's coming up very quickly. Charlotte Desjardins will aim to be the first British woman to win three consecutive individual dressage gold medals after being officially named to the team for the Tokyo Olympics. Oh, my God. I'm so surprised. This is my surprise <laughs> she's, face. She's 35 now. She'll, she'll compete with 10-year-old chestnut Baby. gelding Geo, nicknamed Pumpkin, which she co-owns with uh, Renee Hart. So she's going to be heading I over mean, there. I mean, like, Vallegro was called Blueberry. So yes. I just love <laughs> There seems the to be a trend. Barn names her horses. <laughs> Uh, she's the most successful British rider of all time and won gold with, of course, Vallegro in 2012 and 2016. Also named to the dressage team is her ex-trainer. I don't know. Is Carl still a trainer? They're kind of partners, really, yeah. at this point. Carl Hester's going to be there, and also uh, Charlotte Fry will be there as well. So that's who was named to the British team. Four eventers were named over in Britain. Oliver Townend, uh, Tom McEwen, and Laura Collette are all going to be going. And then there was one, I don't. I didn't write down who the traveling reserve was, but uh, there is a traveling reserve there. All six of those horses on the British uh, dressage and eventing teams, it'll be their first time competing at the Olympics for all six of them. So awesome. They, they have no veterans. Uh, show jumping teams are announced, like, I think the day before they have to leave, because we haven't announced ours yet either. So uh, I do know that everybody, all the riders from the United States, no matter which sport they're in, and including para, will head over to Aachen, and they will be quarantined there for a week. So and that's for the horse's benefit and the people benefit to see if either gets sick. Uh, Tim and Janelle Price will spearhead the New Zealand eventing team. A big surprise there again for the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, they sit number two and seven, respectively, in the world rankings. There's quite a couple, huh? Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> they'll be joined by Jesse Campbell on that team for New Zealand. Uh, they have a less of a flight, by the way. They're probably the closest, I think. Uh, so they have a lot shorter flight than we do. Uh, now, Janelle was reserved in Athens in 2004 and rode in London in 2012, where the team won bronze. And she and T uh, Tim were on the team in Rio, and they were the first time a couple represented New Zealand in eventing at the Olympic Games. So they're going to do it again. So we have another couple heading over there, and awesome. we're we're in a few minutes. We're going to talk to Diana DeRosa about uh, what what they're expecting the conditions to be like over there. So we'll talk about that. But before we oh, get to God, that, oh God, is it that that like everything? No, nothing's finished, and there's no, no, hotels no, because and... it was supposed to be last year. So everything's more than finished. It's this okay. whole COVID thing coming back to haunt everybody. So uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, something else I wanted to go over with you. I stumbled on this this morning. On the, It came across my feed, and it's on the Nintendo site. Uh, so Nintendo has a lot of games, as you know. And they have a lot of games, apparently, that involve horses. And they put out a press release yesterday about the games they have that involve horses. So I guess they're just trying to sell extra games to horse people. But I wanted to read, I wanted to see if you've heard of any of these, and I wanted to kind of read the descriptions uh, of a couple of them and see what you think, okay? Okay. Get your opinion. So the first one's called Metopia, M-I-I-T-O-P-I-A, Metopia. Star in a hilarious adventure alongside your family and friends and a horse. In this game, you can cast your friends, family, and anyone you choose as you try to bring down a face-stealing dark lord. As you may have expected, a courageous horse will also join your party at a certain point in the game. And if you if you if you want to get started, the horse also appears in the free demo. So you got a horse, and apparently you're taking on a dark lord. You interested in okay, that one? This is a Nintendo video game. Yes. Yeah. 
ready for that one? No? Uh, no uh, not I'm doing face stealing Dark Lords? Okay. Metopia. How about Stardew Valley? You inherited... <laughs> get this one. You're going to love this. You inherited your grandfather's old farm plot in Stardew Valley. Armed with the hand-me-down tools and a few coins, you set out to begin your new life. Building a stable in the game will allow you to keep and ride your very own horse buddy. Oh, I'd love to call him my horse buddy. <laughs> Come on, horse buddy. Isn't this every movie ever made about horses right here? Plus, haven't we all done this in real life? I really don't want to do it in the game. Thank you very I much. I don't really want to build another stable. No. I'm really tired. <laughs> We've all done that. <laughs> How about Immortals, Phoenix Rising? And Phoenix is spelled F-E-N-Y-X. Of course. I don't know if they don't know how to spell over there or what. But play as Phoenix, a new winged demigod. On a new quest to save the Greek gods, the fate of the world is at stake, and you are the gods' last hope. No, nope, so, I'm already tired. <laughs> okay, good, you're out. <laughs> you can find tame and other horse-like creatures, like a mighty Pegasus or a unicorn. Okay, I might be back in. <laughs> <laughs> How about Wargroove? Take to the battlefield with Wargroove, a turn-based strategy game for up to four players. Jamie's out right there. Turn-based strategy game for four I players. Don't have She's four out. Friends, so. <laughs> <laughs> Three friends. Choose your commander and wage a war on battling. Factions using your groove to strategically sway the fight. I don't a, even understand what you just a said. A careful tactician a will also know when to send in the cavalry. Later, literally. No, no, I'm out. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any careful tacticians. <laughs> I'm not a careful tactician. If we don't understand, and I, I wonder if these descriptions are translated because they don't translate very well. Ultimate Chicken Horse. That's the name of the game. I might be in. We'll see. <laughs> in most horse games, you ride a horse. But what if you want to be a horse? Ultimate Chicken Horse is a party platformer where you and your friends build the level as you play, placing deadly traps before trying to reach the end of the level. And yes, true to its name, you can also play as a horse. I don't even understand what you just said. I am so not a gamer that I don't even understand. <laughs> I think you were trying to kill your friends is what I got out of that. Uh, okay. And uh, that's it. There's, uh, there's the latest lineup of horse sort of horse-related games that you can get from Nintendo. And I think some of the descriptions were lost in translation, to be honest. They sounded like really bad ads for uh, Nintendo sort of horse games. I just, I don't even know what you just said. That whole segment, I don't even understand what you just said. That was like all different That's language. why I wanted to read it to you, because I knew you were not a gamer, and that would be totally over Jamie's. And probably there's 90% of our audiences at home going, ordering them right now. They're going, oh, cool, horses and games. Oh, my God. The Legend of Zelda has a horse game. or the Ooh, I love Phoenix Rising of the Immortals, yes. and I'm a huge gamer yes. of Star. And you Doom know Valley. a lot of our listeners are gamers, serious gamers. Uh, and I'm talking about the women out there, not the guys. Okay, well, just so you know, uh, the one that did sound the most appealing to me was Ultimate Chicken Horse because uh, I like chickens and I like horses, and that's the cheapest one at fourteen ninety nine. But if you really want to get into it, doesn't setting traps to kill your friends though. I'm in, uh, but <laughs> Immortals Phoenix Rising uh, is uh, priced at sixty dollars, so you really got to commit. Yeah, yeah, that's a serious horse game right there. Well, speaking of games and playing and doing things, Kentucky Performance Products, our terrific sponsor, and also Jamie Schofer, while she's going to be at the meetup in Lexington. Um, 
is doing a contest right now. And you guys are eligible to win, especially you guys, because we want one of you guys to win. It has to be one of our listeners, one of our auditors. Somebody from our crew has to win because I guess uh, that Horse Nation's also announcing this. And I would certainly hate to be shown up by Horse Nation. How about you? I mean, I mean, come on, let's do this. What do you have to do? I want to win. Let's this go. is a serious contest here. Okay, so you go onto their website, you go to kppusa.com, and you tell Kentucky Performance Products how supplements have made a difference in your horse. So they ask you a couple of questions. One is, why have you chosen Kentucky Performance Products? Which products do you use? And how has KPP Supplements helped your horse? And that's it. You fill those three out, and they're going to pick a winner. And the winner will get, each winner, I think they're going to pick more than one, uh, will get 20% off and free shipping for a year on one Kentucky Performance Product supplement of your choice. So you get 20% off and free shipping for a year on the the product of your choice. Plus, they're going to send you a KPP box of crap, their own version of a box of crap. It's going to include a leather halter, a uh, turbo dry sheet, and other stuff in the KPP box of stuff. So you're going to get the box of crap from KPP, and you're also going to get uh, 20% off of free shipping for a year just by filling out the form. And then we're going to announce the winner uh, at the end of the month on July the 30th on Horses in the Morning right here on the show. So, Would it be weird if I read out my old name? Kind of okay. weird. I don't think you're eligible for this one either, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I did win the Horse Nation one that they, they just had, thanks to everybody voting. So I finally won a prize. So I'm good for, I'm good so for So shouldn't I've said anything about Horse Nation and us competing with them and really wanting to kick their ass? Shouldn't I have said that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say that. <laughs> but we'll post a link to that in Horses in the Morning and also in the show notes. So you'll, on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page, rather, and also in the show notes. So you'll find a link. You can go directly there and apply. If you're using their products and you love their products, please do apply. And we want to see you guys represented. Come on, HRN crew, get out there and, and represent. Just so you know, the featured supplement of the month uh, on KPPUSA.com is Microphase. And oh my God, I love that. I love that supplement, and I bought it when there was a free shipping offer for the Rolex vendors. Oh, my God. I love it so much. It's so good. It's it basically uh, microphase is like a, a vitamin and mineral supplement, and it's great for horses that don't get to have, like, a lot of grass or a lot of, you know, other things, but also for horses that need extra. And my little Peter Parker, uh, Peter needs extra love, and he when he came to me, he had these like weird patches of long hair and he, and it's summertime and he came with like a, a, like a almost like a long haired stripe down his spine. And then along his belly, he had a bunch of long hair. I started giving him microphase. He's completely shut out. His coat looks amazing. I just, I'm so pleased with it. So there you go. Very good. And that's kppusa.com. Well, let's go to our interview with one of our old friends. She's been on the show a lot of times. She's a photographer and a reporter. She's been in this industry for longer than Jamie and I have been around. That's for damn sure. Her name is Diana DeRosa, and this is going to be her ninth Olympics that she's covering. Let's find out how it is covering an Olympics from the reporter's point of view. Well, as I said, I have our friend Diana here, who's been on the show many times over the years, and she, she's a photographer, she's a journalist, and did you tell me that this is going to, you're actually going to be traveling to your ninth Olympics? Yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? I don't, I don't know many people that, that can say that, but yeah. My ninth you're the only Olympics. journalist in the horse world that can say that, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's craziness, girl. You started when you were 10, huh? 
Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to say if anybody asks. <laughs> so over the years, I mean, has it changed covering the Olympics or has it been a sta- the coverage part, your part of the job, has that stayed about the same? Uh, it, yeah, for the first eight years, but not this year. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But I've been <laughs> in the past. Has it been about the same? You know, you know, obviously different places and different organizers, but. Yeah, it you know, it's basically the same. I mean, you you know that you're going to get very little sleep. You know that you're going to feel constantly pressured throughout because you've got to get articles out within a time a tight time frame and you have to work all day to take your pictures and get your interviews and stuff and so your work starts at the end of the day. So it's um it's pretty it's pretty intense and it doesn't lift up. You know, you have an open day and you think, "Oh, great, I can take a breather." And you can't because those days you're just trying to catch up or or get done things that you've committed to. So it, it's it's always pretty much the same. Very intense, but when you look back, you're just glad you did it. You know that you had that experience. Is it like? I mean, we've been I've only been in media rooms for for wags and things like that. Is it similar to that? Are all the media together? You know, in one sp- place, and they have you housed and stuff, or is it more free for all? Uh, it, it's actually very different because you know, WEG is all about horses. And the Olympics is all about many different sports. Right. So we are just a minute part of that. And we're always away, you know, because we require more land and more space and stuff, except for the maybe the show jumping finals and the and the freestyle and stuff. We are always put out in kingdom come land. Well, everyone else is usually near the center where the main press center is. So um, I think it's very different. But, you know, when you think about it, the Olympics is three events. And the World Equestrian Games is what eight or nine, you know. So it's um it's pretty intense in a different way to cover both of them. Do you do you are you guys housed in the village or do you you're on your own the media? You know, every year it's very different. Um, we usually try to get our own housing, like we did for Rio. Um, I stayed with other journalists during that time, and we got an apartment, and it was fabulous. And we did Airbnb, um, and we did. Um, uber every day to get to the venue but thank thank god that this time around we booked uh, at least i booked a media hotel because people that didn't book a media hotel had to be removed and put in a media hotel because of all the restrictions and that doing that has been a nightmare for them but they were able to roll over my media hotel and uh so i'm i'm sort of set in that respect but i you know before one other question before we get to this year, because I know you're itching to talk about it. <laughs> Two other questions, actually. If you had to pick all the Olympics you covered, what was your favorite so far? Um, my first one. Um, I, that was, was in that? Korea. And I say it was my first one because it was my first one, and it was like a dream come true. And um, I have to say there were others that were more organized and what have you, but I just always remember that as – the girl who had never done it before was was a bit new to photography and had to learn all of these things that you had to achieve in this short amount of time. And so it was it was like fabulous and scary at the same time. And I got way too many assignments. And so I really was, you know, <laughs> tripping, trying to keep up with everything. So I still get a lot of assignments, but I try not to. I try to keep the um, written assignments down to a minimum and then uh, and then just get extra photo assignments because 
this year especially it's really hard you there there's no way you can cover your expenses at the end of the day it's just it's just well too japan's expensive. expensive to begin with i mean yeah. <laughs> forget the olympics right just yeah. going there is expensive yeah so let's talk about this year. So what you know, we're not, we're not going to cover in in this interview. We're not we're not going to cover who's going and all that stuff. We're going to actually cover the event itself. So as far as I understand it, uh, athletes. We talked to uh, Stephen Peters on, uh, for uh, last week from the dressage side, and he said, you know, his wife can't even go. They're very limited at who they can take as riders. Yeah, um, their their restrictions are really incredible. I mean, uh, as a journalist, the media, first of all, we have to we have to do all these things ahead of time. But I won't I won't talk about that just yet. But once we get there, when we land at the airport, we have to make sure we have all these documents and we have medical medical certificates signed in. You know, we have to have a, a written statement. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff that we have to make sure we when we land, we bring with us. But once we're in Tokyo, we have to be tested every day for three days and we can't go anywhere, but we, we had to create something called an activity plan. And in that plan, you had to put the number of the places you want to go. In other words, each place is assigned a number. And so you had to say, okay, my competition arenas and the main press center and what have you, the only places we are allowed to go are our hotel, our, you know, media hotel, the designated shuttles, the main press center, and the venue where the competition is taking place. They are going to have security outside our hotel. And if we try to walk out or anything, we have to explain why. And if that's not on our activity plan, we cannot go. You can't even we, go like to a restaurant for dinner? Nope. Nope. We cannot. Um, oh. There's We can have food in the main press center or at the venues. Apparently, there's going to be food there. If there's an issue with us getting food in the hotel, we are able to possibly go to a accepted supermarket and we only have 15 minutes. We've got to be, go there and be back within 15 minutes. Now, so they've no had a resurgence here of the virus lately. And I don't have they been vaccinating? I don't know even know what the story is. I know. Well, from what I heard, uh, you know, from other people was that the Japanese themselves are not real happy about the Olympics going forward. Beyond, beyond. I actually have been in touch with someone from, from that's an American that lives in Tokyo, and he can barely talk about it. He said the people are so angry that, that they're doing this, that there's a variant now and that they think there's going to be a huge explosion from it in the country. And that they just, you know, he, I know he and his family are just leaving Tokyo for that time frame. But there, there are so few people that are accepting of this. Um, that it's horrible. I mean, when I try to ask him questions, he says, hey, look, honestly, I can't talk about it because I am just so angry. And I asked him if there was anybody else that would be willing to talk. And he came back to me and he said, I can't get one person that wants to because we're just we're just too angry. You know, we're just going to we're going to voice our opinions. And, you know, it's it's pretty bad there. And I, I feel bad. You know, in a way, I have to be honest, I think that some of us media were hoping that it would be canceled because, you know, we, we don't know, we don't know if this is the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, we're constantly, constantly being inundated every day with things that we don't get. We're being threatened. You know, we, you have to fill this out. You have to get it to us today. If you don't get it to us today, you, you may not be allowed into the country. It's horrible. So it's created such a stress level on us. And then, then there's something called um, a daily uh, acceptance. 
So you do not know until the day before if you can actually go to your venue. Well, I'm a photographer. How do I not go to my venue if I need to get my job done? And so we know that there are probably going to be days that they're not going to allow us to go. Because and why they, would that be? Just because? The amount of people, the amount of media uh, that they're being allowed in, the amount of people that are going to be in the venue. It's all going to be dictated by how and, many people can go. And they're having spectators, but it's only Japanese and that's limited, right? 10,000. From the 80,000, they normally have 80,000. They're limiting it to 10,000. And I, I believe that's, that's for all the sports. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, it's not just uh, horses. That's everything. No, but you know they are saying that the equestrian venue is going is attracting a lot of media attention. So that's bad for us, you know, because the more media from the Japanese that go, the less they do say that the international um, media are the key and the important ones. But it, it's going to be tough. There's been a lot of media that have dropped out. I mean. Nancy Jaffer is one of them. I mean, there's media that you would know have, have made now, that Nancy, decision. you know, a lot of people read her articles, and she probably has been to about as many as you, right? I think that, yeah, I think that she's already been to nine, so this will actually tie me with her. But, yeah, she's probably the longest-running, I mean, unbelievably fantastic journalist, and um, and the longest-running one, I think, of, of our group. I mean, she's, so it's for her to decide not to go, I mean, you know that there's, it's not just about everything. It's about your own safety. I mean, we're all concerned about our own safety. But not only so that, it is a great big hassle. You know, Japan's a cool place, but it's you know it's hard to get to, um, and they're very restrictive. It's a huge city. I mean, getting it's just there's a lot of things that go on. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's it's not like yeah. flying to England and you know no. dealing with it there. And extremely expensive. I mean, you know, just to fly there is a, a, a couple of thousand dollars, you know, depending on what you get. And and then the if you look at the prices now for hotels, it's maybe a third of what they're a third or fourth of what they're charging us. I mean, so they really increase the prices for the hotels. I mean, everything is going to be, you know, th that's wrong. You know, but everything is going to be increased for when we go there. Now, as I understand it, all the teams from the United States, everybody, including traveling reserves, are heading to Aachen, Germany first, and they're going to spend a week there in quarantine. So they're quarantining there, and, and part of that is quarantining the horses to make sure we're not, you know, with all the sicknesses that going around with the horses, they have that to worry about this year, too. It's not just people viruses, it's horse viruses. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you know think about that. I mean, I think the thing that scares me the most is what happens if... Um, what happens if one of the team members or two of the team members get get corona, or I one mean, of their horses is EHB and comes down with a fever? Yeah. Uh, you know, or um, any athlete, and one of the media. You know, I mean, what happens if that happens? I mean, there's no way as photographers. I mean, it's really, really. Well, if, if one of you gets sick, they're going to quarantine. The Japanese will have you locked up yeah. <laughs> in your room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll have a guard outside the door. Yeah. I'm and laughing, but that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's really horrible. I mean, and, and what do we do? I mean, we're assigned. I'm I'm covering for practical. I'm com covering for USDF Connection. I mean, I've got major media that I'm responsible to, to get my job done. 
And, um, you know, and then I'm doing some photos for Australian media and for, you know. And just, for those that don't know, when the photographer's there, it's different for photographers than it is for us um, as, as general media. Uh, because you guys are always fighting for spots, too. And there's always a limited number of spots in the arena. So it's like a game. <laughs> it's like yeah. a big game with the photographers to who gets in there. And you got you to gotta be on the ball to be a photographer because you got to be in the right line, signed up at the right time, or you miss your spots. You don't get the good spots to take the pictures. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, you know, generally, yes, that's an issue, but you can choose your spots. And I, and I usually, you know, try to go where I, you know, I try to look at a place that I can get a couple of pictures. I don't want to be able to just get one picture. I use a long lens and stuff like that. But you know, what really worries me is the uh, medal ceremony. Those pictures are the most important. Hmm. Very, very difficult to capture those, you know, because uh, you don't have a lot of time and you're trying to get your team and you've got a lot of people. So now what? You know, now what are we going to do to be spread out? How how are they going to handle ensuring that we're able to get our our pictures? It's scary. So no, at this point, they're not canceling, right? I mean, no matter what happens, this thing's a go. There is no way in hell that they are going to cancel. Yeah. It's, it is not going to happen. It would, too, first of all, all of us that have purchased our yeah. accommodations yeah. and our plane tickets, I mean, it's not just media, everybody that has done all this and made all, spent all this money to get over there, they're not canceling. But the biggest issue, and which is, I think, why the Japanese people are so angry, is the IOC and the you know Japanese government. It's financially would be such a an incredible hurt for them as far as money goes if they didn't run it. And They've said it themselves in our press conference. They said, look, we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't, because either way, uh, you know, they I think they're sort of feeling caught that they're wondering if they should have gone ahead with it. When you have over 70 percent of your country, people's people in your country in your state, in your section saying we do not want these Olympics to happen here and you're not listening to your own people. I mean, that's a that's a tough one. And then what if something happens? What yeah. if something goes wrong? Well, uh, it'll be an adventure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we're going on this road trip and we have a saying, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a disaster or it'll be disastrously fun. And I think you can use the same one, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> and you know something, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens because that's the story. So as that's journalists... Right. As journal, you know, as journalists, it's really. As a matter of fact, know, if it doesn't go smooth, it's a better story. Ironically, yeah, we, we've got <laughs> so. we've got this story. I'm also going to be doing a lot of um, videos that I'm, you know, going to be sending out to different places, um, and hopefully talking to you while I'm there. So yeah, we hope to get a hold of you there. Well, if we can, I don't. What's yeah. the time frame over in Japan? I don't even have no idea what. Yeah, if it's um, so, if it's let's say it's nine nine forty eight in Japan now, then it's um. I, I, here now, then it's seven forty-eight, uh, forty-eight, I think. Yeah. There. So I'm rec we're, as we're recording this, it's nine forty right now in the morning here, and it's ten forty in the evening there. So it's thirteen hours difference. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So we're definitely going to be watching the delayed coverage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Over so here. Hopefully, hopefully that helps us. But most of the events are going to happen at night. So. We're going to be, in a way, maybe not turned around because it may be times that we're used to, but it's definitely, you know, you start late, that means you're going to be working all night.
and then sleeping during the day, you know, in the mornings. Well, we're talking about how it is for the media, and we'll wrap with this. You know, for the for the athletes, it's going to be a whole different ball game too than they're used to, especially the ones that have been to Olympics before. This is going to be a whole different world. We talked to Stefan Peters, and he's like, "My wife can't even come." You know, we're just uh, this is going to be bare bones teams, and he said, you know, they're restricting us like no big parties, like there usually is at yep. Olympics. You know, yep. um, and, and he had he mentioned the track and field people apparently have the really good parties so uh but he said none of that he said and how do you're, we, yeah. you're in your bubble and, and how do we get our interviews i mean it, well that's going to be interesting yeah. too that's that'll be interesting too yeah. um well i it'll be an adventure diana <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm glad you're doing it i can follow along with you we can live through you yes and yeah um i actually do have a facebook page diana's equestrian olympics journey um, so I'll be trying to put some updates there as well. So if people, let me people find that keep right up. now and we'll, we'll link to that. So what'd you say that was? It's called Diana's Equestrian Olympics Journey. Okay. Cause, uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, that'll be a good one to find and I'll promote that. Um, yeah. And yeah. I'd love for people to reach out and ask me questions so that I can be answering questions and, and sort of networking with different people. It'll be really comforting to sort of have people follow along with me because it's going to be tough. And the support of people back home is, is going to be very important. Well, we're going to I'll definitely link to that and you'll find it in the show notes and we'll be following. I'll be looking for it for updates as well. Good luck, girl. Thank you. <laughs> when do you leave? When, when do you fly out? I leave July 20th and I uh, return August 8th. All right. Well, we're going to be in touch with you while you're over there. And hopefully, if we can work out the time at all, we'll we'll get an interview with you. Yeah, I think Skype should work. So we're in good shape. All right. Thanks, Diane. If you met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right, it's time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads they found on Facebook or Craigslist, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. Now, we usually have prizes from horselovers.com, and we're expecting those for next month, but I thought, well, in the meantime, we should do, we're going to give away, at the end of this month, we're going to give away two $50 gift certificates for HRN Swag, uh, from our HRN Swag uh, page, where it has coats and hats and all different kinds of stuff. And plenty of hashtag, damn it, Zeus yes. uh, stuff. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, Geldach stuff, too. So you can get any one of those things oh, yeah, that's right. on that's our page. Nice. So you can find that there. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to give away two $50 gift certificates so you can buy whatever you want for HRN swag. And now, the nature of really bad ads is that, you know, sometimes they can be a little negative. Are you going to try and find the positive if I read a negative ad? Yes, of course I am. That's my job today, Glenn. Okay. And right. I would also like to say that Erin Rogers sent us a sound file that she read herself, but we had to, um, <clears throat> well, it references, uh, there's, there's a potty word or two in it. And, uh, also it references Karen's, which 
in a negative to, way. To me, it's hilarious because my father's wife is named Karen, and I love all the Karen stuff because it is very true. However, <laughs> our show is sponsored today by Karen from Kentucky Performance Products, so we decided <laughs> to skip that one. So, Aaron, send another one in with that cute little southern accent that you have because you live in, I believe, Alabama. Uh, so send that in. But we did get one that I can actually read, or do you want to read it? Oh, that's fine. Go ahead. No punctuation. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> I figure it's Southern. She lives in Alabama, so you can do it. By the Shut way, up. her accent is very Southern. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so this comes from OTTB Market. I don't know why I'm talking in a Southern accent, but let's go with it. Looking for an oat. Uh, <clears throat> there's no punctuation. I gotta take a deep breath. Looking for an OTTB doesn't have to be started around 1000 If it's more than 1000 I would have to make payments. Doesn't matter on gender or anything like that. I would like for it to not be dangerous. If it's not nothing that dangerous, then I may be looking at him or her. <laughs> Just comment the info and the price, please, and thank you. <sighs> you know what? If you have an OTTB for sale that's $1,000, please don't tell her. No. <laughs> Because if you can't afford the thousand dollars to buy the horse, you can't afford the horse. How many I'm times do we have to say that? Payment. <laughs> oh, by the way, for auditors, I have yeah. a pretty spicy post show for you. Just oh, so you know, I don't even know about that. That sounds nope. Good. <laughs> yeah, y'all are gonna love it. That sounds um, good. The next one came from Olivia. Do you want me to read that? Yeah, one go again? ahead, and we'll stay on course here. Where first of all, you have to tell me where Tahlequah is. T A. I don't know. I'll look that up while you read it. L E Q U A H. No, I need to know because I have to. Okay, I thought it was in Oklahoma, y'all. Uh, this is an ad from Oklahoma. Is it in Oklahoma? <laughs> it is. That's why I recognize it. I was like, is Tahlequah? Oh my god. <laughs> God, we have a. Why does it end up we have themes? It just does seem like there's themes and we don't plan it that way. All right. ISO horse. This is a Craigslist ad. Olivia sent in and I exclamation points all the way $250 in Tahlequah. I'm searching for a cheap horse. I know this is a long shot, but I want a summer project. Looking for something under 300 and I would need time to get the money. <laughs> I run my own business and it will be cash in hand though. Preferably, preferably is spelled incorrectly, something with potential and the younger the better. Also prefer something that has never offered to buck or rear or anything of that sort. Feel free to shoot me a text of what you have. Phone calls might not be answered because I don't have good service. Thank you in advance. <laughs> so she wants a free horse that's perfect and never bucked or reared yeah, or anything. I, for, no, well, I, Glenn, she'll pay up to $300. Oh, I forgot. But she has to get it together. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, going to take a minute. Yeah, going to take a minute. She owns her own business, so she's got to basically take money from her business and figure out a way to make it an expense <laughs> to put for her. So that's called laundering, Glenn. So she's going to take a minute to put the money in the washing machine and spin it around and launder it over to your hand because she prefers something that she can just hand you some cash in hand. This is another one I want to call to just see if, she, one, she sounds like you just there, um, and two, to see if she got any response whatsoever. I just want to know. God, we need to start doing that. All right, Kristen. Nobody, what, she wouldn't answer the phone because she doesn't have good service. I bet I could find this ad, Glenn, because it's in Oklahoma. Yeah, but she won't answer because <laughs> she doesn't have good service. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kristen sent this one in. She read it herself. You get double the entries for the drawing when you do that. 
Hi, this is Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Also known as Baby Zara's new mom. Hey. I have an ad here for you today from Indiana Horse and Tack. Are you ready? We're ready. This butthead may be for sale. (laughs) He runs horses and hates other geldings. Absolutely loves baby girls, though, and is protective of them and their mothers. Chased one of my geldings through a fence the other day. Absolutely does not stall. He tries to climb the walls. He spooks at even a flybite and will break his halter if he's tied to get away from the evil pest. He strikes, doesn't load on a trailer at all, occasionally charges, but other than that is well behaved. Oh, Has God. never <laughs> seen a saddle, but would probably try to stomp it into the ground. Round pen's fine, as far as I've seen, respects fences, and will back up with a hand signal. Oh, and if you're trying to lead him, he may break away from you to go look at other farm animals down the road. But don't worry, he will come back. Taking offers, but I'm fine with keeping him as a pasture pet. Located in Oxford, Ohio. I don't know about you, but I'm, you know, hitching up the trailer to go get this guy. (laughs) That'd be a hard pass, my friend. Wait a minute. He backs up with a hand signal, but when you're leading him, he'll run away. Yeah, yeah, none of that. You know what? He bucks, he rears, he bites, he strikes, he breaks it. But other than that, <laughs> other than that he's, he's perfect. perfect. <laughs> and he doesn't challenge the fence except when he's running other horses through it. So yeah. there's that. Lindsay sent this one in. Beginner-friendly gated gelding, $1,600. Fifteen-hand beginner-friendly gated gelding. If you can't ride or get along with this guy, you don't need a horse. Super ground manners, one hand, neck, reins back up, goes where you point him. No silly stuff with him, has all level and age of riders. Ride him call. <laughs> that was all one sentence without any ride punctuation. Ride him call. Ride him call. You know what? I'm going to ride him call. <laughs> there you go. He's beginner friendly. Wow, what a deal. Uh, Brooklyn's in the next one, and uh, this is a Facebook ad. The photo is of a fairly angry-looking elf. Uh, a little, what do they call him in S Adventures, in Shite Adventures Unite? Patchy twats. It's a patchy twat. <laughs> Want to talk about a girl with the looks and brains and the size? She will stand about thirteen two. She's the perfect size for who? Your child? Apparently. <laughs> She will be 6-7, yo, rides around good and quite. She's a looker for sure. And then the emojis that they used are those, like, surprised faces. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's true. What is it with the South today? Hold on. We're going to start over because the next line is, she's in Jasper, Alabama. <laughs> Want to talk about a girl with the looks and the brains and the size? She will stand around 13-2, and she's the perfect size. She will be 6-7, yo, rides around good and quiet. She's a looker for sure, surprise face. She's in Jasper, Alabama. For any questions, call me. I don't know how tall, how old, like you're very vague. <laughs> the first picture is of the horse standing in a field at nighttime. So yeah. you, can sort, you can sort of see the outline of the horse. Like It's like the sun is setting yeah. and the sun is actually already set. So there's a, a little blue, but the horse barely looked just yeah, kind it, of black. It's like they were trying to do an artistic picture, but they didn't have time to brush the horse. So we'll just wait till it's dark and nobody can see. Yeah. The next one. Oh, God. The next one's our trailer of the week. Rebecca sent this one in. Oh, and it's way overpriced. Horse trailer, $1,500. Bumper pull two horse trailer. Older model, but no major damage or rust through. Are you kidding? What? <laughs> Tires are not perfect, but hold air. Well, what? 
Look at the photos for the condition. $1,500 of best offer. Okay, now we're looking at the photos. First of all, it has all the traits of every bad trailer we've ever had. It's the two-horse, round-nosed, fronted trailer. It is completely rusted from head to tail. And I can see the holes in the tailgate where it's rusted through. So they lied about that. It you, is very rusted through and, and, and it does have very good airflow. <laughs> considering <laughs> the, the three windows out. in the front are completely busted out. And let's talk about the doors. Yes. They must not close because they have a tie down around the back of the trailer holding the door shut. Yes. And you, you wouldn't know about the tires because as most of these ads go, it's in the woods and it's completely, the tires are completely covered in grass. So, and it's some sort of blue color at one point, but the rust and the mold along the top. <laughs> oh, yeah. How can you charge $1,500 for this? Good lord. Even the scrap guy is only going to give you 50. I don't get <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, this the other day. Fun. Two, I don't know if you notice this. You get all these notices too. We get comments on our Facebook page when we used to post these trailers on our Facebook page. On the Horse of the Morning Facebook page, we used to post them because we figured you'd want to see them. The problem was we kept having people wanting to buy them from us. <laughs> That's true. Two of them the other day on ads that were seven years old commented, is this for still for sale? No way. What? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. All right, so somebody look. saw it, commented, is yes. this for sale? And it was from seven, seven years, years ago. ago. And we get that all the time. I don't, I don't. Yeah, that's why we don't I can't even these. find ads that were posted yesterday on Facebook. And these people are finding ones from seven years ago. Do you know that people, that the, the video of Scooter rolling in the water is still making the rounds? It, well, res it resurged again the other day on Facebook, and I got a listener that sent it to me who saw it on her feed. It's making the rounds again. It has to be 11 or 12 million by now. That's crazy. crazy. And that was, what, 10 years ago when we got him. And that is what you, when you learned about Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, good morning. It's Laureen Barden, and I I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this... Ad, where is it? Oh, there it is. Okay. This ad is from Millerstown and it says horses $1,234,567. Wow. And then there's a picture of a little baby horse, very cute. And it ad reads 2021 foals and 2920 yearling available. That's right. The year 2,920. <laughs> so this person thinks 900 years from now, he's going to have a yearling that's going to be worth $1.2 million. And that's the ad. Thanks for listening. Bye. Now, normally she's in her car while we're doing this, and we hear the car running. It sounded like she was on the beach. <laughs> Lorena, you on like vacation? I would say that, Lorena, it could happen because inflation, you know. Well, that's but true. whether they'll be there in 900, yeah, that's very, yeah, I have questions. Um, good ad. Uh, Madison sent the next one in. <laughs> what is it with good Alabama today? <laughs> Lord, Alabama, y'all are bringing it strong. My brain hurts. Central, uh, this is from Facebook page, Central Alabama, horse buy, comma, sell, period, ampersand, trade. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. 
<sighs> so, so basically, Central Alabama horse buy, sell, and trade. <laughs> okay, the photo is of a skinny, blackish, dark bay horse cantering away from the photo, and pretty much all you can see is testicles in the photo. Like, oh, I didn't even I notice those till you mentioned it. Yeah, now that's know, all I'm going to see. That's that's a red flag for me. <laughs> um, the ad reads. TWO, TWO. So when I say that, that's the numbers. 2 2 TWH stud has bred, B R E A D, four mares full booed, but sailing grade. He will lead, but not broke, asking 800. What? I don't even know what that meant. He made four loaves of bread and he can't lead? That's pretty much it. Glenn Gut. <laughs> There, I did understand it. And he's 2-2, apparently. He's 2-2. Uh, oh, my gosh. This next one that Jenny sent in was the one that was already read by Kristen. You didn't even catch that. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right. Well, then we don't have to do that one. So, <laughs> well, Jenny, this is from the uh, another Jenny sent one in that's also the butthead for sale from the Indy. We have too many people in Indiana. Yeah, apparently, apparently Indiana and Alabama th this week is the ones. Well, we do have Chris. Uh, who is it? Christina is going to end the day. Let's listen to Christina's. Hi, guys. This is Christina from Ohio. Hi, Christina. And I'm sending in my first recorded bad ad. Yay! Here goes. Bay, Tennessee walking mare. $2,500. Breed, Tennessee walking. State bred, Ohio. Name, Wellington. Although I believe that should be location because I recognize the barn and the barn is in Wellington. Gender, mayor, full date, February 1st, 2006. Pay attention to that year. It'll be important <laughs> in the end. Skills slash disciplines. Companion, trail, trail riding, western pleasure, western riding. Additional comments. 15.4 hands, Tennessee walking horse, exclamation point. Good trail rider. Hmm, so the horse rides. Stands for farrier, cross ties, no cribbing, exclamation point, capital C in cribbing. More woe, W-O-E, so it's a sad horse, <laughs> than go. Does can tour, trot if you get on her, exclamation point. I mean, wouldn't you rather her trot when you're on her? Otherwise, <laughs> she might just be trotting away from you when you're trying to catch her. Nice horse for Western pleasure. 11-year-old Tennessee walking horse. Broke to ride. Western. Trail rides. Nice. Have vet pappers. Looking for loving home for Missy. 15.2 hands. So she was born in 2006, but she's only 11. And she started out 15.4, which doesn't exist. And now she's 15.2. So she shrank as the ad went on. Um, okay. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> By the time you pick her up, she'll be a pony. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Christina. Well done. Well, that's it for this week. Those are the ads that we have. And thank you, everybody, for submitting ads. If you want to send them in, send them to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. And she will coordinate them and weed them out. We didn't have time to get to all today's ads. Ellen, Hannah, and Faye, thank you for also submitting ads. We appreciate it. 
And I see Hannah as one of the people on here. We're going to be staying at her farm next month in Cornerstone Equine there in Western Pennsylvania. So excited now, to meet you, let Hannah. Me, let me read something real quick because I was just looking in the Craigslist for Oklahoma just to see if there was like anything else because we skipped one. And I, and I, I, there's a comment, like a, a thing in this ad that I hear a lot of and I don't understand. Okay. So, okay. So this is very Oklahoma. Selling this mare for my husband. Judging by her teeth, she's under 12 years old. Broke for just about anyone, but I never claim a horse's kid broke. 16 HH tall. Actually, stocky built. The kind of build you use to rope and work. She's very catty with a lot up and get up and go. And here's the comment. Dog gentle and in your back pocket. What does that mean by <laughs> dog gentle and in your back pocket? That means you can carry the horse around in your back pocket like you could. I, but I've never had a dog that could fit in my pocket, to be honest. Now, this photo that they're using is of the horse. It it looks like a like a like maybe like a thoroughbred mare. And there's two photos. And the first one is her eating from a round bale standing in the mud. And she's very thin. And the next photo is of a man riding her holding his son in front of the saddle while he's like got one rein in his hand and she's going around in a circle and it goes, uh, the rest of the ad says she's covered in scars, has had a rough <laughs> past, still needs groceries. She's flat footed. She's very bruised in her feet and oh needs time to have them grown out. Oh my God. It's in Oklahoma. I gotta go get it. It's <laughs> just going to say it'll be in your your house tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it also says here's the last at 1500 firm. It's hard to find big horses like this anymore. What? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not hard to find big. You know what? And the other thing is that Oklahoma people, they think that a 15 hand horse is huge. It's huge. I made huge. a mistake. I haven't been to Craigslist in forever. So I just went over while you, after you mentioned it. And I went to Farm and Garden. And what is the one breed of dog that Jennifer's always wanted her entire life? Do you remember? I, like a beagle or something? No, standard poodle. Standard I don't know why. Poodle, she doesn't seem like the right. standard poodle type. She wants the big one, not the little one. And she, but she does. She loves standard poodles. And what's the first ad I see in Craigslist Farm and Garden is 100% purebred standard poodle puppies. Oh, my God, you're going to get one. There you go. <laughs> I need to make sure she doesn't hear this. Right. <laughs> hey, the next one, I just clicked on another one here in Seminole, Oklahoma. And do you know when you put too many exclamation points in something, you sound crazy? Like, I'll t I send a text and I'll be like, oh, that's too many exclamation points. I sound psychotic. So I'll read you this one. Hello! We have this sweet young gelding! Very well taken care of. He leads, loads, stands, tied. Good for farrier. He is very well breed. <laughs> He's going to make someone a super nice horse. We're excited to see how far he takes someone eventually. <laughs> That's how I read it in my head. We plan on keeping him, but with everything going on in our lives, he's up for grabs. <laughs> we are pretty firm on the price as he is well worth it. We have to do it. I have to find some game show music, and we're going to have to do one really bad ass as a game show. The whole thing will be game show announcer voices. We'll have to oh do that. That'd be God. funny. Oh, I found another one here. Now it's my turn. Okay, your turn. This is fun. We should do really bad ass. Just us clicking through Craigslist. As soon as I saw a picture of a rooster, I do. I had to click on it. Rooster, $1 on Reddit. Free purebred lavender Orphington rooster. 
not aggressive, but has been known to chase small children under two years old. Well, if it chases small children, isn't it aggressive? It chases children, children. but it's, it's not but aggressive. It's, it's not aggressive. It's not aggressive, no, yeah. No, not okay. at all. Hey, here's some turtles. I wonder how much they sell for. Uh, See, it's a rabbit hole. Suck you buy poodles and turtles. Soul catus and redfoots. $125 for a turtle. Wow. That's expensive. What else they got on here? I haven't been here in so long. Oh, that trailer isn't that, that's a kind of nice little trailer. Um, let's see. Rabbits. Rabbits. How much ra- oh, orange Neth- Neanderthal dwarf buck rabbit? Any guess? It's pedigreed. Oh, wow. Do they come with papers? I mean, actual Dude, papers from the pedigree yeah. place? My, one of Lucas's friends, their mom, they, their family, like, raises rabbits. And I went over and I was like, oh, my God, little baby bunnies. They, they sell for, like, $100 a piece, the breeding stock. And I said, well, what do you do with the rest of them? She's like, we eat them. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you raise baby bunnies? And they're so cute. And I'm just like, yeah, put them in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this would be fun. We should do someday when we like our guest has canceled and we have nothing to do and we're both don't feel like doing any prep. We'll just sit here and go through Craigslist and and we have different categories we can we're go doing through that right now. I know, but we could do a whole show just going through. Here's canaries. <laughs> I wonder how much canaries cost. Uh, available today, at... males and females, local pickups in Summerfield, Florida. We can ship them to your home. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Canaries I'm looking expensive. at Lionhead and Netherland Dwarf Rabbits, and they also sell ducks, cooney cooney pigs, corgis, and mini horses. I've <laughs> <laughs> got a whole collection over there. How about a Nigerian Dwarf Goat? Any guess on how much a Nigerian Dwarf Goat cost? 20 bucks. $1,200. What? Extremely friendly. <laughs> you got that. You know what you have to wade through in Oklahoma Craigslist ads is, as you guys know, I love quarter horse names. Zippo, Pine Bar, Noodle Butter. <laughs> uh, this one is Kit Duel. <laughs> what? what is happening with quarter horse names? They're so great. I love them. I haven't found one horse. It's all cows and stuff here in uh, Ocala. I haven't found one horse. Oh, wait a minute. Registered five-year-old quarter horse gelling. Let's see. Uh, has been used at a large cattle ranch. Checking fence lines and counting cattle. Some roping. Wow, $5,200. Wait, what are they selling? A registered five-year-old quarter horse gelding. It's registered. See, that's that's where the price went up. It has been used on a large cattle ranch, checking fence lines, and counting cattle. I didn't know the horses could count. Uh, Some roping, 15 (laughs) hands, stocky build, neck reins. If you guys want to hear us just do an entire episode going through Craigslist ads of all all the different categories, let us know, and we'd be happy to, because that's no prep for us. We would love to do that. Just let us and know if you I want to hear that. We'll find lots of horses in Oklahoma that are named Doc Bar, Poco, Skipper Smoke, Olena King. Oh, here's another one. Smart. It's a pony. $1,000 in Summerfield. And this is what it says. I have a very male pony. <laughs> it's like being kind of pregnant. It's kind of male. This is a very male pony. He's very poor, very good and sweet. And he's very male. Does that mean? Well, I'm not going to get into it. Let's see. Sold. The show. <laughs> All right, I'm done. So that's it. We're so we're having a post show today. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. all right. We'll do that. Have a Spain good weekend, everybody. Everybody, it's Vandergeld. Bye. See, I wasn't too negative. You you reined it in. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah.
I had to get you distracted. Yeah. You're distracting, all right. 